it again. It's the football playbook with your boy. R.I.C. in a place to be. Rick Saratella telling it like it is when it comes to the NFL draft and everything football, everything Eagles here on the Jacob Sports Channel. Buckle up. It's a double chin strap affair. It's Lions Week here on the Jacob Sports Channel. And how about that? Little new opening graphic intro. How about that? Tone behind the scenes. How about that? Xander, shout out to Krause. Uh, had a chance to catch up with everybody over the Labor Day weekend. Hope you all had a great elongated weekend. Hopefully some of you are still recovering from a great Labor Day weekend and a great summer. And it's it's game time now, you know. Uh, no more preseason. No more training camp. No more speculation. It's just time for regulation. And sh shout out to all the... Uh, <laughs> chat room people jeremiah butler smd eagles gg meta tavern mike good to see you all i missed you and you're right i i was listening to the seth joiner interview on mac and mac uh birds 365 shout out to jeff kerr around the nfc east shout out to uh mac and mac with you know great shows getting you jump started here on the jacob sports channel taking you up to noon where the sports take guys I'll bring the heat, and then we've got uh, Dan Cilio bringing it home. Great show lined up today. Uh, heavy hitters all week long. Going to kick things off with uh, Chris Franklin in just a minute. Checking in, Eagles beat writer from the North Star Ledger. He's been here on the Jacob Sports Channel. He'll make his football playbook debut. We'll also have my good friend Bill Enright uh, from Sports Illustrated. He chops it up with the fantasy football over there. I know a lot of you guys have fantasy football drafts. Get some advice from Billy. And uh, maybe some under-the-radar prospects. And then something that we've always done on my old show, the state of football. Well, hey, this is the football playbook. Uh, we've always tried to highlight young and up-and-comer talent, uh, whether that be players and prospects or coaches, uh, such as Amanda Ruler, or on-air personalities, such as Kayla Santiago. Uh, we'll have Patrick Wenin checking in from across the pond, the Barcelona Dragons, uh, European League of Football, ELF. Patrick Wenin is a name you need to know because I I know for a fact uh, it's not a matter of if, but he will be coaching in the NFL, and he's a great young mind. Uh, I've had, had some really, really reputable people recommend him to me. So uh, we're going to um, get that all in. We're going to have some college football recap action. Uh, but first, we're going to chop it up with the Eagles. And guys, listen. I think I'm I think I'm the train conductor. Okay. Uh we might zig, we might zag here on the football playbook. We might get away from some Eagles talk, but I am the trumpeter. I am the one tooting the horn for your Philadelphia Eagles. And I've seen the light. I'm cutting through the Jersey Shore fog this morning. And you know what I'm seeing? You know what I'm seeing? I'm seeing a Super Bowl run. That's it. I got the Eagles making a Super Bowl run. I think we're looking too hard. I think we're overthinking it because as I look around the NFC, I see problems there percolating in Tampa Bay. I don't have a good feeling about Tampa Bay. Aaron Rodgers, great regular season quarterback. I don't have much confidence. I don't have much confidence in Aaron Rodgers come playoff time. I don't. And say what you want about the San Francisco 49ers. Huh. 
for all the question marks about Jalen Hurts, I think San Francisco has the bigger question mark at quarterback. I do. And I think the signing of Jimmy Garoppolo is big, big evidence of that. So uh, I I got the Eagles going to the big dance. I said it because I look around. Who's got a better set of triplets than A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, and Dallas Goddard? Who's got a better offensive line? You got two staples at tackle, a Hall of Fame center. Who's got a better offensive line? We talk about the NFL's one in the trenches. Who's got more depth? on the defensive line than the Philadelphia Eagles. Where's the weakness? You want to go safety? I just heard Seth Joyner talk about how great the linebackers are. Kaiser White, he's got him in the Pro Bowl. TJ Edwards, you guys in the chat room, got him in the Pro Bowl. Hassan Reddick, he's already been in the Pro Bowl. So now you got three Pro Bowl linebackers. You want to say there's a beef in the secondary? Okay, that's fine. There's one weakness on this team, the safety position. Other than that, show me the weakness. Point it out. Okay, you don't have a stud running back. Oh, by the way, we read we led the league in rushing last year. Pretty good. Pretty good. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just calling it like I see. When I look around the NFC, I don't see a dominant team. And I see Matthew Stafford in that throwing elbow is vulnerable. There's already talk about managing his throwing elbow. Tom Brady, there's already talk about his marital issues. Aaron Rodgers, he's somewhere on an island taking psychedelics. Dak Prescott, Dallas Cowboys, get out of here. <laughs> get out of here. I know they signed Jason Peters. That, that's about as relevant as Randall Cunningham suiting up for the Cowboys at 37 years old. Jason Peters is nothing more than a, a glorified coach. If he's got to be put in a game action, the Eagles are going to feast. Start circling. The vultures are on the prey. So, hey. That's just how I see it. We're Hey, we're getting off to a great start here on the football playbook, and I got a great guest lined up for you. We're going to keep it on the Eagles, and we're going to check in with Chris Franklin from the Star Ledger, checking in, making his football playbook debut. Good morning, Chris. How are you today? I was doing – I was trying to make chill be the professional thing, but you got me with Aaron Rodgers' psychedelics. I was done. I was, <laughs> I was saying, like, well, I lost it. Man. I'm doing well, man. How about yourself? Good, man. Good. I uh, I haven't had you on my show in the past. This is your football playbook debut. I've seen you on the Jacob Sports Channel. You do a great job, by the way. Thank you. The North Star Ledger is the newspaper I've always grown up with and really appreciate all the hard work. And you've got boots on the ground, so you're seeing firsthand – uh, all through training camp, all through preseason. It's uh, no more time to speculate, only time to regulate. So tell us, I mean, what are the prospects of this Eagles team uh, as you see it? Well, it's, pr- it's a pretty promising team when you look at both sides of the ball. Honestly, to be honest, when you look at the quarterback position, I know that's where the biggest question mark is when it comes to Jalen Hurts. But when you look at the way he's progressed, I think, in my opinion, from the beginning of if you look at the end of last year, I mean, that was that Tampa Bay loss was just it was brutal. When you look at the way he's changed his throwing motion and everything else, I think that's good. You look at the wide receivers and receiver core as a whole, you got to you can do a lot of stuff to attack defense no matter how they try to play you. And then you look defensively, I think this pass rush is going to be improved. When you look at pass rush, finishing with 29 sacks with all those names that were there last year, it's it is brutal. But you look like you added Hassan Reddick, you added Kaiser White, and you added these other pieces like Chauncey Gardner. Johnson and, and James Bradbury. There's a lot on this team now to improve themselves. They've improved significantly since that Tampa Bay game. And Tampa Bay, let's be honest, has regressed. I mean, there's no more Gronk. 
you know, we'll see if Leonard Fournette is motivated again. Ronald Johnson, very valuable backups out of here. I think Chris Godwin's coming off an injury. Uh, the offensive line on the interior, if you remember back on how uh, the Eagles and the Giants beat Brady in the Super Bowl, it was with pressure up the middle. And Brady yeah. doesn't like guys uh, biting his kneecaps. He gets a little bit frantic there in the pocket, and he is – you know, I'm never going to doubt the GOAT, but he is 45, maybe doesn't move around as much. I don't know. I mean, uh, they say Brady's all in when you take a 10-day sabbatical in the middle of training camp and you just signed a new receiver and uh, I don't know, you all in? You're all in? <laughs> I don't know. And you got Julio basically playing a tight end role, a glorified tight end role now in the middle of the field, and that's an adjustment for him too. And, and I, I think the, I still think the Rams could be the team that comes out of there. The Buccaneers look human now. It's almost, almost like in, you see the cut, you see the, the box from bleeding. It's like, oh, I can actually get them now. You see you see signs they're weakening. But tell you what, man, this NFC East is wide. The NFC period is wide open. Wide, <laughs> open. wide open. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, the Eagles still being disrespected out in Vegas. They got the Cowboys favorite to win the division, which I think is laughable. Uh, they got the Eagles win total at nine and a half. Let me tell you something, Chris. If this team doesn't win double digit game, somebody's got to go. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Yeah. The nine. I, I'm shocked. I thought it would at least move to like ten and a half by now, at least, at least bump it up one game by now. But look at the fact that it's still nine and a half. It's like I'm, I'm just looking around like, all right, am I missing something that way, too? I I know the special teams to me is like one of the weaker points where I'm looking at in terms of field position and it comes to kickoff coverage. But even then, I'm like, okay, I don't think that's a it'll cost them a game. I don't think it cost them a game like that. I think it'll cost a field position at one point. But I, I'm looking around. I just don't understand why it's still nine and a half. Maybe somebody, some big, a big buck guys wants to go like Cowboys fans go. Oh, the Eagles gonna finish on nine at finish with nine wins. Bam. All that money there, they still got that money on that one side. Yeah, and I'm telling you, nine. I mean, they're saying, hey, nine and eight for a team that went to the playoffs a year ago and, you know, just upgraded significantly. I see the development of Jalen Hurts, and I want to ask you about what you saw because there is a lot of question marks, but I, I read an interesting uh, article over the weekend from my friend Albert Breer over on SI.com. And he's, he spoke to Quincy Avery, who was one of uh, Hertz coaches at Alabama, I believe. And he said when, when Jalen was at Alabama, he was so rocked up from his weight room activity. He, you know, he looked like a, a running back really with his body frame. And Quincy Avery was saying that it, it really stiffened up his upper body and his throwing mechanics. And so you know, what he did uh, specifically this offseason was he trained smarter, not harder in the weight rooms, not as much weight, more bands, more flexibility and an elastic type of weight training rather than this bulky, heavy weights. And he said, that's why you're going to see much better mechanics, better movements and all the um, improved throwing mechanics have showed a better kind of um, confidence level in Jalen Hurts. And so I think that's what you need Jalen is to feel comfortable, which he, he very much is. I don't think he hears any of this Philadelphia media noise. I, don't, I think the fan base criticism goes right off the back like shower water. I think Jalen Hurts has the perfect DNA for this city and he's the first one in, last one out, like lead by example guy. Like you talk about intangible. So like, what's the problem? What's all the issues that people are worried about? 
I think a lot of people still think, even though it's progressed a lot in the fact that there's more mobile quarterbacks, I still think some people still think that, okay, you have to remain a, a statue in the pocket in order to have success. And listen, he still has to improve that. He still has to improve in that area. He's or at least in a regular season game. I think he still needs to improve in that area and and navigate the pocket a little more. Because when you have that offensive line, which is might be it's like one of the top three, if not the top offensive line in the league, you have to utilize that. And one thing I think that he stayed, he's done a lot better at is he's not looking to rush and run the ball when he sees okay, one progression, two progression, go. He's sitting there, he's scanning the whole entire field, and he's buying himself time to move step up and use that pocket at least in training camp this year. I think that's a key thing. And the other one, he had issues with this early in camp. I saw he progressed in this aspect. It's okay to check down to the running back. It's okay to check down to your short route because a lot of times, I know you want to make the big play. You got you got these guys like A.J. Brown. You got Devonta Smith deep. And you need to feel like, okay, I got to throw a deep jump there. Sometimes you get the same end, ending result just throwing a five-yard out to like Kenneth Gainwell or Miles Sanders. And they run for about 50, 60 yards. They'll still, they'll still show up on the stat sheet the same way. So he's utilizing his check downs more, and he's stepping up in the pocket and navigating that better. And I think overall, increased with the mechanics, as in his footwork looks a lot better. And you mentioned that too, because a lot of people think, oh, to be a quarterback, you have to have a strong arm. That's it. No, that core muscle in the middle there is is key because that's where and your legs get get that power. So add all that together, I think you'll see a better version of Jalen Hurts. Yeah, you got to have the lower body working in sync with the upper body. And I think, you know, you're going to see better anticipation. You're going to see more flexibility, the higher level of confidence to make those throws downfield when needed. But I agree with you. This can be a dink and dunk offense and be very successful. A lot of offenses around the league are successful in the short to intermediate game. Now, I still think you take a shot or two downfield, you throw it deep down to Devonta Smith. Even if it goes incomplete, you still got to respect that. Quez Watkins, you want to try to stretch the field, take a shot or two downfield. I don't care if it's incomplete because then I'm going to come back and I'm going to hit Goddard underneath. I'm going to hit A.J. Brown on that slant route and let him do the yard after catch thing like he does as good as anybody around the league. So we're talking to Chris Franklin, star ledger, New Jersey representer, as good as it gets when it comes to covering the Eagles. And if you can't beat them, join them. Uh, I know the Rams had a frequent visitor last training camp, uh, none other than Vic Fangio, something that we've seen around Eagles training camp. Uh, Vic Fangio defense trying to pick his brain. You talk about all these uh, offensive wizards around the league and, and Sean McVay and Nick Sarian, and they just praise this Fangio defense. And, you know, I meant, I heard uh, Johnny Mack talking about, well, you know, maybe Chauncey Gardner-Johnson needs to get acclimated a little bit more. I think, you know, the, pre, the pre-snap disguises is the big deal here. I think where that's where it might get tricky for a Cha- Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. But how about Fangio kind of hanging out here in the preseason? He brought the Rams good luck last year and maybe a little bit of luck rubbing off on the Eagles this year. I, I think he's one of the uh, preeminent defensive minds in the game. I really do. When you look at what he did with the Bears, and given that if I really think if Chicago had any semblance of an offense, they'd be the Super Bowl team perennially when he was there and when he's running that defense. And I know he had the slip-ups when he was out in Denver, but when you look at the schematically and the philosophy of that defense where they can bring pressure while still basically not getting beat deep, 
I think that's key, especially in this NFL, because it's a passing league. Last thing you want to do is give up 50, 60 yards and and then have a 40 or 50 burger on your name going like, you're, you're a defensive coordinator. How can you keep allowing that many points? Well, the thing is, I think what Fangio's scheme does a lot, especially utilize those safeties, but gets pressure on there too. So they're not getting beat deep, but also you're putting, you're trying to get the ball quicker, uh, the ball at the quarterback's hands quicker. So I thought that's key. And for him to be around, I mean, Jonathan Gannon respects him a lot. This team obviously respects him a lot. I wouldn't be surprised. Like, and I was, I've said this before, and I really truly believe it. I think this is Jonathan Gannon's last year in Philly. I think that he's that good of a coach that uh, either way, I think he's that, that good of a coach where he's going to be a head coach. You could interview for a head coaching job and probably just going to get one. I, I could see in this next cycle. And so that's the case. And if he, this defense looks horrible with all the pieces, I can see him being jettisoned if it doesn't work out. So I wouldn't be surprised if the Eagles reach out to him and engage him to see, hey, you know what? You feel like becoming the defensive coordinator again? We'd love to have you. Or if Gannon State, Gannon State, I would love to see him be a defensive assistant, a senior defensive assistant on the staff. I think he has that much value to whatever team he has and, and has that much experience and, and, and gives some different other scheme ideas and stuff like that as well, too. I, Really like them. If it, if it worked for the Rams, might as well work for the Eagles. <laughs> hey, I'll tell you what. Uh, I know the chat room over here seems like they're ready to fire Gannon, but he got three head coaching interviews. <laughs> <laughs> he got three head coaching interviews for a reason during the offseason. So uh, definitely going to be monitoring. That'll be a hot topic week in and week out uh, here on the Jacob Sports Channel. I'm going to let you boogie here in just a minute, but I have heard zero talk. Speaking of the Rams, they left – obj's locker intact it's sitting there they never cleaned it out it's exactly how he left it the rams believe that odell beckham jr will be re-signing with them would it not and they got him on a minimum deal with incentives last year would it not behoove howie roseman and the eagles to maybe sniff around obj i mean you just there's no pressure you know whether you want to make him a backup you want to put him outside slot devonta smith inside but to me not only are you adding a potential dynamite play, but you're subtracting again from the world champs. Any shot? Have you heard anything about Odell Beckham Jr.? I would love – I'm going to start the bandwagon right now. <laughs> I want to see OB, OBJ in Philly. What's your thoughts there? Uh, I haven't heard anything about that. If I'm the Eagles, I make a call. But it have, But even then, I'm still – because this team has – I think this team's going to have issues trying to get the ball with all the people they have right now because you're trying to slot – Say, say, and I'm just throwing this number out 500, 500 targets you're gonna throw out there this year. And you gotta get AJ Brown his, you gotta get Devonta Smith his, you gotta take the shots with Quez and and, and Zach Pasco right there. Then you got Dallas Goddard as well, too, who's gonna be one on one with a lot of safety against a lot of safeties, a lot of linebackers. So you can't pass that up as well, too. Then you're gonna still need to get Gainwell his touch. There's a lot, there's a lot of guys that are gonna have to get the ball. And I probably think, unless there's unless there's an injury, say, say if. Brown or Smith went down, then I'm making that call for sure. But if they, everybody remains healthy, I probably hold off. I probably look more on the defensive side of the ball and look see if you can get another safety in here or yeah, probably another safety. Just say I'm looking around like yeah, really can't edge rusher and, and unless Derek Barnett doesn't do well on the second team, maybe. But otherwise, I'm looking more defensive side of the ball than and OBJ is a good, really good player. He's kind of had a really good career. Second knee injury. That's nothing. Second knee injury as well, too. Um, a little leery on that, but I probably hold off for now. I know it sounds sacrilegious like to say, oh, yeah, hold out Beckham Jr. And I'm going to hold off right now. But, yeah. yeah. This, this well, team has a lot of targets to have to get through. 
We'll see. We'll see where they're at when he's healthy. I don't know. Sometimes you catch lightning in a bottle. Before he was uh, got injured in that Super Bowl, he was having a heck of a game. He was an impact player in that Super yeah. Bowl. And so uh, we shall see how that plays out. We shall see uh, what you got cooking over there at the Star Ledger. What can our uh, Eagles fan base here expect to see over the next couple of days? What do you got cooking? Well, yeah, it was Lions Week. Yeah, it, was, ooh, it sounds weird to even say it's Lions Week, but yeah, it's game. It's game week when it comes to that. <laughs> it's, a, it's a major robbery, but overall, we're going to start with that. We get, we actually get coordinators today, so looking forward to that, picking their brains a little bit and, and seeing that. But yeah, everything uh everything's going for this first season opener, and it's going to be good. And so I'll go to nj.com/slash Eagles. All right, before we let you go, let's get a prediction there. Uh, I think they're favored by four. Our guy Jody Mack thinks it's going to be a blowout, double digit. He's going to kick his feet back at halftime, enjoy a soda pop, and uh, enjoy the second half. A lot of people buying into the hard knocks hype. Where where do you sit on this Lions squad? I think it's going to be a little bit closer at the beginning of the game. It's going to be closer than people think, especially when you get that you get all hype. All right, the Eagles are here, and oh, why aren't they? Why is that? I think it's going to be close to the first half, but the Eagles pull it away. I think it's going to be Eagles 31, Lions 17. All right. There you have it. I've had venison before. I've tasted the deer meat. I wonder if lion meat's a little bit more rubbery. We're going to fight, find <laughs> out this weekend when the Eagles take on the Lions week one. Hey, Chris, man, appreciate the time. Hopefully we have you back on here throughout the season. We'll be uh, chatting off the air, I'm sure. Sounds great. I appreciate it, Rick. Thanks for having me on, man. All right. There you have it. The one and only Chris Franklin. Make sure you follow him at Chris Franklin News over there on Twitter, uh, breaking it down, chopping it up. Hey, lick, hit the like button. Lick the like button. We'll be in trouble if we start licking the like button. But hit that like button if you like what we got going on here. We're chopping it up. We're breaking it down. I got the axe. By the way, I saw some CFL love in the chat room. I watched uh, as much as I possibly could over the Labor Day weekend. Some really exhilarating games there. Some exhilarating games in college football. But uh, when we come back, we're going to go around the league, a little NFL edition with your boy RIC in a place to be. Don't go anywhere. Smash the like button during the commercial break. We got all these fun little new promos. I'm going to sit back and watch them myself. Jacob Sports, your home for the Eagles pre and post game. If you're just checking in, Seth Joyner was on for, oh, about an hour on the Mac and Mac show. We had Jeff Kerr with Mike Gill around the NFC East. We're taking you up to noontime with the sports take, guys. Hey, it's a can't stop, won't stop situation. We'll be back right after this. greatest fans on earth it's a bold statement but would you expect anything less from philadelphia 58 years of heartache creates a toughness a grit a resolve not found in most sure our prayers were answered but now that we've had a taste we're looking for more pondley hockey official partner of the philadelphia eagles 
Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Android TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6 ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. The big story on can you Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go first! Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. Go first! And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. Welcome to Pond Lee Hockey, the largest workers' compensation law firm in Pennsylvania. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured and disabled workers obtain benefits, as well as some of the biggest settlements in the state. Even better, Pond Lee Hockey doesn't charge a dime until you win. If you've been injured at work, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. everybody all right seeing a place to be rick saratella checking in from the jersey shore here you out there big shout out to all the chat room people tavern mike smd gg blowtorch outdoors there's a new name i haven't seen in a while welcome into the chat room paul mancini johnny dickerson all you guys uh loving the support here don't forget 12 o'clock the sports take guys are going to be queued up ready to go uh, make sure you keep it locked right here. You don't even need to leave the chat. You just keep it locked right here. If you're watching at home on YouTube, automatically right into the next show. And, of course, Big Sills, Dan Cilio, the National Football Show from 3 to 6. It's your home for Eagles talk. It's your home for real football talk here on the Football Playbook. Uh, are we going to hit the 100 mark on the like button, guys? Come on. Get at me. Get at me. Uh, great spot there out of Chris Franklin. Again, NJ.com, Norkstar. North Star Ledger and of course the Eagles beat. Um, I mentioned the Jalen Hurts right up over there uh, on Sports Illustrated. I have a uh, feeler out to Albert Breer, see if we can pop him on and talk more about that. Uh, we got uh, number changes. I saw some Eagles, some uh, new number changes on the roster uh, with the 53 man roster announcement. Didn't hear too many. Uh, uh, mentions on on the earlier show if you guys care about that we'll have tone dig up the new number changes for some of the eagles players and you know the one thing that um chris mentioned and you guys mentioned in the chat room was the eagles do struggle against the run maybe they could explore to upgrade the safety position anthony harris is adios amigos and so uh you know the eagles have parted ways with anthony harris of course they brought in Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, 
He'll start alongside Marcus Epps, Reed Blankenship, Kavon Wallace still here. I don't know. I mean, Landon Collins is sitting out there who's really terrible against the pass, but he can he can uh he can help out in the run some. And that's where the Lions are going to try to win this game in the trenches. They have a really solid offensive line. They've got two running backs. I mean, Jamal Williams can pound the rock. DeAndre Swift can be as good as he wants to be. You heard Deuce Staley on Hard Knocks. So I could see, oh, I don't know, 35 run attempts for the Lions, at least. Uh, you hear, you know, the <laughs> Detroit coaching staff likes what they see out of Jared Goff. Say what you want. The man guided a team to the Super Bowl. Um, but, yeah, I've come over to the other side and, and starting to believe that the Eagles will win this game pretty decisively. I think it could be competitive for the first half. But Landon Collins is a guy sitting out there, street-free agent, could help as an in-the-box kind of safety if you're looking to go that route. I think they're going to see what some of the youngsters can provide first. Uh, speaking of the Washington Commanders, uh, how about Ryan Kerrigan back in Washington as a coach? Uh, basically, it's what the Dallas Cowboys did with Jason Peters, except Jason Peters is actually on the 53-man roster. I got news for you. Put Jason Peters in the lineup. Watch the Eagles feast. No disrespect. I mean... I hope he's getting fitted for that yellow jacket or as our friend Bob Wiley alluded to on Friday football Friday show, it's the blue ring. It's the blue ring that Jason Peters is going to be trying on, but I'll tell you what, he's going to be looking like he's on ice skates. If he gets, <laughs> if he goes up against this Eagles defensive line, I'm just saying. So some moves there in the uh, NFC East Peters to the Cowboys Kerrigan back in Washington as a coach, um, Mitchell Trubisky being named the starter there for your Pittsburgh Steelers. And I believe Mason Rudolph listed as the number two quarterback, not Kenny Pickett. So at this point, I think, you know, the Steelers, I keep saying their week, uh, their bye week is week nine, I believe. I think it's Trubisky time. Reevaluate that bye week after, you know, week eight, they'll have seven games played. If they're three and four, if they're below 500, I think they make the switch to pick it. I think as long as they're above 500 and in that playoff race, I think the uh, Trubisky there is going to be the guy. And there's a reason why, you know, I went back and looked, you know, who who is who's the most dominant teams over the past decade? Who who do you who do you guys think are the top teams record wise anyway? Over the last decade, well, the Steelers are pretty good. 99 wins, 60 losses, and two ties. That's pretty dang good. Uh, only teams better than that, you got the Packers, 103 and 56 with two ties. You got the Chiefs with 105 wins, 56 losses. You got the Seahawks, believe it or not. We forget how good they were for how long because they really stink this year. Uh 105, 55, and 1. And how about the Patriots? Nobody even close. Nobody even close to the New England Patriots over the last 10 years. 115 wins, just 46 losses. That's a 71% winning percentage. 
pretty dang good. Uh, out of all those teams, New England won, Seattle two. I don't think they're making the playoffs. Chiefs I got in there. Packers I got in there. Steelers are not in my preseason predictions to make the playoffs. I do think they'll be right around nine and eight again. I just don't have in that AFC, you know, it's such a gauntlet. We keep talking about it. You know, Steelers got to play the Ravens twice. They got to play the Bengals twice. And even with Jacoby Brissett, the Cleveland Browns have a really, really good roster. So uh, I think if the Steelers finish above 500, it'll be a miracle. And, uh, you know, I got some other news and notes from around the NFL I want to get into. First off, I want to give a shout out to our friend Hub Arkush. Uh, you know, we always got nothing but love for our fellow media brethren. Hub Arkish, uh, I read, had some kind of medical issues in the hospital. And so we send out all our thoughts and prayers. If you uh, are a football junkie like me, you probably subscribed to Pro Football Weekly. Or if you lived in the city like me, you picked it up at the newsstand when you were riding the subway back in the day, Pro Football Weekly. Um, you know, they were around for over 50 years. And I know Hub was doing some things up in the Chicago area with the Bears site. Um, so thoughts and prayers out to Hub Arkish. CFL, man, some really thrilling games over the weekend. I don't know if we're going to have time to talk about it here today. We'll get into some of the international scene, though, uh, when we check in later on with Patrick Wenning from across the pond. Uh, the ELF, European League of Football, playoffs get underway. And also the NFL announced the International Combine once again in London. And, uh, you know, this is like the fourth year they're doing it. Guys like Jordan Malata, you know, we had Coach Eugene Chung on here uh, last week talking about when he got Jordan Malata, how how raw he was. He had to teach him how to strap up the shoulder pads and buckle up the helmet and look at him now. Uh, but I love I love the international um, development. I love having the fact like uh, Matt Leo doesn't count against the practice squad. That's what you need to do in terms of developing these international prospects. You remember Bo Ringer uh, from the Vikings. He got drafted by the Vikings. He jumped through the gymnasium. He lit up the combine. He was this athletic freak. However, there's a big, big, big mental uh, learning curve. <laughs> when you go from the European playbook to the NFL playbook. And a lot of times that's what gets lost in translation. So it's great that it doesn't count against the roster to have these players. And so uh, we'll talk to Patrick Wenning about that. We'll also have Bill Enright checking in from SI.com, uh, giving you some advice on your fantasy football drafts this week. Okay. Um, all right. What do we got here? You know, I wanted to mention the Minnesota Vikings, too, in the NFC. Have you seen what uh, this GM, Quasi Adafo, has done? Quasi Adafo Mensa, who the jury's still out if this will work or not. Um, Kevin O'Connell, by the way, is, is as much of a player's coach as there possibly is, but they've kept their core intact. They still have Kirk Cousins. They still got Thielen. They still got Justin Jefferson and Dalvin Cook. The defense has fallen off, but... Man, they, between 2018 and 2021, this team had more draft picks than any team in the league. 46 draft picks within a three-year span. You know how many are gone? <laughs> more than half. Half of those guys are gone, including seven 
of the 11 guys they drafted in 2021 are no longer even on the roster. So, you know, we give Rick Spielman all this credit for selecting Justin Jefferson. He hit one right. But, man, there was a lot of swings and misses on this Minnesota Vikings uh, draft picks. So I thought that was interesting. 48 draft picks or 46 draft picks, more than half are already gone. That's why the Minnesota Vikings are who we thought they were. A losing organization. You're a loser. Minnesota, my friend. All right. I just thought that was interesting. Um, also, in case you were wondering, this is the 103rd NFL season. Uh, 34 games last year were decided on a game-winning drive. That's the most in NFL history. So you had 34 games go down to the final drive of the game. Um, also interesting is the youth movement around the league at the quarterback position. My God, I've never seen anything like this. A third, over a third of the team, almost half of the league has a quarterback under the age of 25. That was unheard of two decades ago, even a decade ago. Almost half the league has a quarterback under the age of 25. Are you kidding? Uh, Trey Lance, by the way, being the youngest at 22. Justin Fields checking in at 23. Mac Jones, 23. Tua, 24. I thought that was pretty fascinating. You know, you used to have quarterbacks be groomed and developed until you kind of handed them the keys to the Cadillac. Not so much. Uh, that's a pretty interesting stat. It just goes to show you how much this league has evolved. Um, speaking of the quarterbacks, week one, some pretty good matchups. Let Russ cook. I think the Broncos are a real contender in the AFC. And, uh, you know, I got bad news for Seattle, man. They are going to lay the lumber. They're going to take them out back to the woodshed week one. I think I think the Broncos are going to just bury the Seahawks. I think this has got a massacre written all over it. Um, so we'll keep an eye on that. Baker Mayfield. Baker, brah, whatever you said about you're going to uh, crush the Browns or we're going to beat the Browns, whatever the miscommunication was, just act like you own it at this point. Of course you want to win the game. Of course you want to smash and destroy your old team. Like, stop trying to be a nice guy. Please. Can I can I see a killer instinct from you, man? I mean, that interview you did in the offseason in your cozy little mansion on the comfortable little couch there. Give me a break. Give me a break, Baker Mayfield. Uh, the Panthers, by the way, they're in for a long season. I think they're going to be picking close to number one overall, and they'll be in line for an, a quarterback once again after this season, after they realize Baker's not the long-term solution. Um, so a couple of storylines there. Uh, shout out. You know, we're always keeping tabs on the uh, NFL draft. Shout out to these undrafted free agents. Shaq Barrett over in Tampa Bay. J.C. Jackson in New England, they made the Pro Bowl last year uh, as undrafted free agents. Wanted to point that out. Hey, I've upgraded. We had to get the bigger scouting notebook for uh, the football playbook. I got notes on notes on notes for all my week one matchups. We'll get to them throughout the week. If there's any game you want to hear about, let me know. Uh, but I got notes for days. And so um, how about some uh, notable week one performances in case you were curious Oh, about 50 years ago, believe it or not, 50 years ago, 49 to be exact, O.J. Simpson with a week one 
all-time high, 250 rushing yards and a pair of touchdowns against the New England Patriots 49 years ago on September 16th, 1973. How many of you out there remember that one? Um, and you want to know who threw for the most passing yards? Norm Van Brocklin, week one. The L.A. Rams versus the New York Yankees. 554 passing yards on uh, September the 28th, 1951. How many of you were around to remember that one? <laughs> 70 years ago. Coach Bob Wiley maybe remembers. Um, so a couple of news and notes there. Also, I thought this was interesting. In case you were curious, I just mentioned the Seahawks. What a long season. It's going to be a long flight home for the Seahawks. They travel more miles than any team in the league this year. The, the Seahawks are going to put 30,000 miles Bro, the mileage rewards are going to be looking scrumptious come the offseason. That's going to be a lot of reward points. 29,446 miles the Seahawks have to fly this season. Somehow, someway, those Pittsburgh Steelers I just mentioned, I don't know how they got off the hook. They're only going to travel 6,000 miles total all season. 6,400 miles. The Seahawks are going to travel 29,000. 400 miles um four teams will actually travel the world this this season the uh, jaguars and dolphins along with the seahawks and uh you know just some interesting stuff with the schedule makers there so anyway i got a lot of news and notes a lot of tidbits here uh we're going to take a quick commercial break if you didn't hit the like button get at me get at me come on Show your boy some love. It's week two of the Football Playbook, part six edition here on this uh, September 6th, 2022, off the elongated Labor Day weekend. Uh, when we come back, we're going to shift gears a little bit. I see in the chat room some of you are tuned into the college football action. I'm going to tell you what I saw, some prospects to keep an eye on, some quarterbacks. We just talked about all these young quarterbacks. There's going to be an influx of them again in this year's upcoming draft. We'll see how they did. Uh, we got Tone behind the stream sometime on the scenes. He'll be checking in, taking you up till 12 o'clock noontime Eastern with the Sports Take guys. We'll be back right after this. Philadelphia fans were cut from a different cloth. Born into a brotherhood and bonded to our team for life. We believe anything is possible because we've witnessed the impossible. While we may be from different neighborhoods, come Sunday, we are one and we will be heard. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. The faces you know, the team you trust. The Delaware Valley's leading news program, Action News. Go passionately, go fearlessly. 
Go confidently. Go first! <clears throat> Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. Go first! And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, We've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. at it again all right seeing a place to be rick saratella yeah you out there uh taking you through we got almost one hour down another hour to go two hours of power each and every day weekdays 10 a.m to noon eastern taking you up to the sports take guys followed by dan cilio the national football show big sales from three to six kicking it off with jeff kerr around the nfc east good job out of mike gill today and if you missed the Seth Joyner interview on Mac and Mac Birds 365, of course, Jacob Sports Channel has you covered all the segments. By the way, you can catch all the episodes, all the replays of the football playbook, all the shows archived on the playlist playlists. And if you miss any of our great guests here on the football playbook, uh, all the guys behind the scenes, James and, and Xander and Tone are chopping it up, breaking it down. They isolate all of our guest segments on the playlist. So uh, it's a can't stop, won't stop situation here at the football playbook show with Rick Saratella here on this September 6th, part six edition. And uh, we're looking to get a hundred likes for the first time in show history. Can we make that happen? Can do, do my chat room peeps, John Jabari, John Gigi, uh, you guys got me out there. Come on, hold it down, buckle up. Um, let's talk some college football because what a weekend it was. We had college football Saturday. We had college football Sunday. At college football last night, uh, Clemson taking care of business against Georgia Tech. DJ Ugalele, the highly touted quarterback there, uh, that you know won over some some fans in the scouting community when he filled in. Uh, Trevor Lawrence went down. Ugalele, I think it was against Notre Dame, showed he had big time potential. Kind of regressed, took a sophomore slump last year. Uh, did some self-reflection and evaluation, took a look in the mirror, said, hey, dropped about 30 pounds. Uh, we talked about Jalen Hurts and his weight room regimen. Uh, well, 
DJ Ugalele uh, lost 30 pounds in the offseason, and it showed up. Uh, he did what he did, had to do, got the job done there. Uh, Clemson winning handedly by 31 points. LSU, not so much. You know, I was so wrong on Friday by saying that I thought Brian Kelly had things under control. He clearly does not. Uh, man, LSU off to a rough start. Uh, not only do they lose on a blocked field goal uh, to lose the game on a last play, but their big-time players, uh, Booty, the, the wide receiver there, and, and, and a couple other wide receivers scrub their social media, which, you know, in the past I used to tend to say, who cares, no big deal. Uh, but when players take to the social media and scrub it clean, apparently they're upset about something. I don't know if they're upset about Brian Kelly's uh, uh, accent or uh, Brian Kelly's uh, bank account. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but he's rubbing people the wrong way down there in Baton Rouge. And I don't know. Uh, this Brian Kelly experiment. We shall see. We shall see. All right. Uh, we'll definitely keep an eye on this situation <laughs> for sure. Um, how about going to Saturday, though? That Ohio State-Notre Dame game, uh, Ohio State pulls it out. They win 21-10, to 10, I believe. But this game was much closer than it appeared to be. At halftime, it could have went any which way. Um, so, you know, you heard Ryan Day say, hey, I'm proud as heck of this Ohio State team showing their grit, toughing it out against the fifth-ranked team in the nation. Now, C.J. Stroud came out a little bit, eh, say, rusty. Some some might say he was pressing a little bit. He got better as the game went on. C.J. Stroud, my number one-ranked quarterback on the big board right now, but that's to be determined. There's still a lot uh, that remains to be seen from C.J. Stroud. You know, coming in at six foot two, 207, can make all the throws, has all the talent in the world, has all the weapons at his disposal. So um, I'm getting a Jackson State. Don't worry about that. Uh, so, you know, I like CJ Stroud. I also like Bryce Young over there at Bama. They took care of business pretty handedly. Uh, Bryce Young had himself a day, I think five passing touchdowns. So, I do think C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young are the top two guys, but I can't lie to you. This Will Levis from Kentucky, I think he has a shot to be the number one quarterback in the draft. I really, really do. Um, so, you know, Kentucky taking care of business. And, uh, you know, Levis will be in that first-round conversation. TVD, Tyler Van Dyke from Miami will also be in that conversation. You take a look at the last six games of TVD down the stretch – he played as good as any quarterback in the country. He picks back up where they uh, left off. Miami puts up a 70-burger. Uh, yeah, 70-burger week one for Tyler Van Dyke in the Miami Hurricanes uh, with Mario Cristobal down there. And then Anthony Richardson from Florida, one of the best games of the weekend. Florida upsetting, I think, ninth-ranked BYU, Florida, with the big win. Anthony Richardson, three passing touchdowns electrifying on the ground a lot of question marks because we saw glimpses of Richardson last year we saw glimpses of the potential of what he could do same like Jalen Hurts and you know some people questioning whether Anthony Richardson could take that next step 
we had our guy Emery Hunt on here last week, football game plan CBS Sports, saying he believes Richardson will be the number one overall pick in the 2023 NFL draft. So um, we talked about all these young quarterbacks. There's an influx of them that are going to potentially land in the first round of this year's draft. Okay. Um, and then, you know, that, that North Carolina, I saw somebody in the chat said uh, they're down there in Boone, North Carolina, Appalachian state, UNC. What a thriller. Uh, what a game. And keep an eye on this Drake may Drake may over there at UNC. I think he's a sophomore. So not draft eligible for another year or two, but he comes over from Alabama. He had himself a day and, uh, where where's my Jackson State guy in the chat room, man? Bro. Jackson State, Shador Sanders, who by the way is a true sophomore, who by the way was arguably as good as any quarterback in the nation last year as a true freshman. This is the son of Deion Sanders, who oh by the way is the head coach in case you didn't know at Jackson State and Shador Sanders, he came out like a gangbuster. Completed his first 17 passes, finished up 28 of 31 on the day, threw for 311 yards, five touchdowns, zero interceptions. Oh, by the way, he didn't even play the fourth quarter. That's just three quarters of action. Shador Sanders, he potentially uh, could be a first round pick for the 2024 NFL draft. So, Deion Sanders doing big, big things down there at Jackson State. Uh, so keeping some tabs here. Week one college football in the books. A lot of potential first-round quarterbacks we're going to be keeping an eye on. And all you Jalen Hurts haters uh, will be tabbing the next Eagles quarterback while I just sit here and kind of conduct the train. If you're just tuning in, I got Eagles going to the desert. Phoenix, is that where the Super Bowl is? Buckle up. Give me some of those reward points on the air mileage. I got to see how many miles the, the Eagles are flying this year, but they'll be they'll be out in the desert come February. Nothing like some Arizona weather in February. Nick Sariani, buckle up. I heard they don't have too many good Italian meals out there in Arizona. Not like Philly. You know, you might have to fly out a week early to find out where to find some freaking Italian food out in <laughs> Phoenix. I had to order, uh, you know, my buddy, I think he had a death in the family last year. I tried to find an Italian restaurant that delivers. Good luck finding that in Phoenix, Arizona. Are you kidding me? Uh, anyway, I got my updated top 10 for those of you who care. Do you want to hear the RIC new top 10? Uh, we'll, work, we'll, we'll work in reverse order. Uh, Oklahoma, Texas, and Baylor just missing the cut. I'm not showing the Big 12 any respect, I guess, yet. Uh, I do like Oklahoma and Baylor. Baylor won really big. Texas, I think, with Steve Sarkeesian. Bajon Robinson off to a good start there. Um, keep an eye on those guys. Quinn Ewers, I think Texas is like – I got an Oklahoma, Texas, and Baylor, like 11, 12, 13. But uh, Kentucky, uh, you know, I'm going to go with the quarterbacks – Will Levis at 10. Uh, I got Florida ranked at number nine. They're not even ranked. Maybe they will be this year. But uh, Richardson, he's making me a believer. So I got Kentucky at 10. 
Florida at nine, Miami at eight, um, Texas A&M at seven. I think they're going to be a real player. Uh, they could sneak into the college football playoffs, which, by the way, we didn't we didn't mention that last week. College football playoffs expanding to 12 teams. I like it. I like it. Now, it's supposed to happen in 2026, NCAA, which, by the way, uh, Mark Emmert, I think, is a terrible leader of the NCAA. What is his official title? The president, Emmert, Mark Emmert. NCAA, if you're listening, I'm available, bro. I'm available if you're looking for real leadership. Now, this is great. You're expanding to 12 teams, but 2026, give me a break. The SEC might have its own super pack by 2026. They might have their own division of football separate from the NCAA. The NCAA might not even exist by 2026. So I know they're trying to expedite this process and do it sooner. They better because 2026, the NCAA might not exist. I'm just saying. Um, anyway, Kentucky, Florida, Miami, Texas A&M, Michigan at six. And then the top five, I got Clemson at five, North Carolina State, who I thought that they played Clemson week four. We're going to find out if NC State's the real deal. After almost losing to Halton Aylers and ECU, they, they get yanked. They were in my top 10 last week. Not after that performance. I want to see it now. They got to beat Clemson and get back into the top 10. So I got Clemson at five. Notre Dame, I thought they fought the good fight, a valiant effort against Ohio State. I got them at four. I got Ohio State at three. I got Georgia at two, Alabama at one. And I think Alabama, Georgia, and Ohio State are really the cream of the crop when it comes to the college football teams. Can one of these other teams sneak in there? Can Michigan finally do it? We shall see. They did beat Ohio State last year, but we shall see. So um, that's your college football recap. We're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, uh, one of the premier young coaches over in the European League of Football, Patrick Wenin, will check in. Barcelona Dragons getting ready for their matchup, their playoff matchup here against Vienna. We'll talk to him about that. We'll talk to him about the international NFL combine. I think a dozen players from the European League of Football were invited to that. Uh, so we'll chop it up and break it down with Patrick, taking you up to the 12 o'clock hour. Hey, one hour of power down, another hour of power to go. Make sure you hit that like button during the commercial break. Tone, take us. Let's pay some bills. We'll be back right after this. My wife was in an accident that changed our lives forever. She was in rehabilitation for years. She had to learn to walk again. She couldn't take care of herself. We couldn't afford a nurse. We were running out of options. One conversation with Pond Lee Hockey changed everything. They understood what we were going through and immediately helped us navigate the legal process. We can't thank them enough. Pond Lee Hockey, tell us your story. Go for the pulls and the pools. Go for the oohs and the ahs. Go for the bubbles and the bubbly. Go for the story and the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. 
It's the number one news at 10 p.m. Action news on PHL 17. Join Shari Williams, Gray Hall, Deuces Rogers, and meteorologist Adam Joseph for all the big stories at a time that's right for you. Action news at 10 p.m. on PHL 17. I get scared sometimes. Of a lot of things. Joining in. Decisions. The dark. The dark. But I once heard someone say. But as I always say. It's okay to be afraid. As long as you face the fear. And keep moving forward. Wherever you are in life, count on the name trusted in insurance for over 80 years. Independence Blue Cross. Welcome to Pond Lee Hockey. We've helped over 100,000 injured and disabled workers obtain benefits, as well as some of the biggest settlements in the state. If you've been injured at work, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. it again all right seeing a place to be rick saratella telling it like it is when it comes to the football universe and uh, our next guest here i'm gonna take a little break from the nfl and college football for those of you who listen to my old show the state of football then you know i used to have a weekly guest on from the elf if you're not familiar with the elf it stands for the european league of football it is by far the most competitive brand of american football played across the pond uh, each team is allowed up to four import players or American players, two on offense, two on defense. And uh, this is their second season. We've had the commission on in the past. We've had a slew of coaches and players on in the past. Uh, but making their football playbook debut from the European League of Football is assistant head coach Patrick Wennon of those Barcelona Dragons checking in from across the pond. Good morning, coach. Man, we appreciate the time, and uh, I know it's five o'clock somewhere. It's about dinner time out there, right? It is. It is. Uh, it's been. It's been a full day over here. Yeah. Well, listen. Um, I've heard so much about you from our fellow coaching brethren and uh, hope, people within the fo- people within the football community. They said, "Hey, man, Coach Wenon, keep an eye on this young man because he's a future NFL coach in the making." And so that we like to be out in front. We like to be ahead of the curve on the football playbook. We like to get to know you before you become a big star, Patrick. Uh, so, hey, first off, tell the people at home and my new show, we have a new platform here. A lot of my listening audience, they could be hearing about the ELF for the very first time. So let's get the the kind of overview from somebody who lives, breathes, and eats it every day. Tell the people at home what this league's all about. For sure. Uh, well, first of all, thank you, Rick. I appreciate you uh, having me on the show. 
Um, yeah, so the ELF, the European League of Football, is in its second season. I was lucky enough to be part of the first season as well. We were eight teams across three countries, Germany, Poland, and Spain. And then we expanded to 12 teams this year. And now we're in Austria as well with expansion in Hungary. Oh, we're in Turkey this year as well. Uh, Hungary. Italy. Team. Me, Italy, and Spain. I was I was campaigning for that coaching job. Uh, by the way, <laughs> really? Well, well, that that's a, that's a that's a nice job in Milan. I yeah, tell Chris to get a hold of me. I'm still available for that. I'll make sure that you let him know. Um, yeah, so you know, like we said, we're American football. Uh, not a lot of people in the states know us, know this league yet. It's pretty exciting, and as you mentioned, the rules keep it where this league really wants to grow the game with the homegrowns of Europe. You know, they allow the Americans to bring in, bring in their experience, bring in their their playing style, but they really want to grow the game and they force teams to really find people in their country. So for us, we're all around Spain, kids from Madrid, Sevilla, Valencia, Barcelona, everywhere come together and play. But in Germany, there's eight teams. So they're competing against almost every single player to try to get them to play for their team. And it's, it's exciting stuff. I, you know, I, when I was a little younger, I wanted to come play here, but for the smaller leagues. And when I got the opportunity to come coach here, it's, you know, it's been, it's been an incredible two summers. It's been everything I could ask for more, the experience of living overseas, coaching football, teaching the game. These, these, these kids want to learn. They just want to be part of something bigger and they love football. I've always said the fans here in, in Europe, they're not necessarily as as many as there is in the states, but the passion is is right there with every fan in, in the states. If sometimes, if not more, you know, they really truly love the game of football. No, I mean we see it every year. The NFL comes to London, and I think this year Germany, and the tickets sell out like in hours. Yeah, <laughs> in a matter of hours, the tickets are are all sold out. So yeah. they love the game out there. You're doing incredible things. By the way, your Barcelona Dragons will take on Vienna this Sunday, 2.45, I think, uh, East Coast time. Uh, that will be going on with NFL Sunday, right? Yeah, it's a busy day. My uh, my brothers are like, you know, they. I live, I'm from Miami, obviously. From Miami. Yeah, FIU grad, by the way. Yes. Right, yeah, so uh, we're, uh, my brothers are like, it's a perfect day. They get to watch my game at 9 a.m., and then it rolls right into the first week of, of NFL Sunday. Awesome. So 9 a.m., buckle up. You need football fix? Never mind the pregame show. You tune into the ELF. And uh, you mentioned Austria was an expansion team. They'll be hosting the ELF championship on September 25th. Yep. And, you know, uh, our listening audience might recognize a few of these names. Zach Edwards, the quarterback, is from the States. Each team's allowed four import players. But Michael Sam is somebody that I think every football fan knows. Of course, the former Rams draft pick, the first openly gay player in the NFL. What has – and he was just, I believe, in the Dallas Cowboys training camp a couple weeks ago. Now he's up over across the pond playing for a potential championship with Barcelona. What has Michael Sam brought to the team? Yeah, he uh, – Cowboys was a couple years ago. Okay. But he, so he came in. He came in as an assistant coach, actually. And when one of the guys couldn't, you know, over in Europe, you hear about this all the time. One of our Americans couldn't make it. So we, uh, so luckily, you know, we, we, Michael was like, was the first to step up. He said, I can still play. And he's shown it, you know, in the, the first couple of games, it took him a little while to get back into football shape. 
but you could see the explosion, the strength, the size, the mentality, the the aggressiveness from that we saw in Missouri and in the NFL and CFL. And he's been huge. He's been huge to help this team grow as a as a you know we're we're so young last year and we're still young. And, you know, one of our defensive ends, Alejandro Fernandez, is 21 years old or 20 years old. Or, you know that age, and to learn under someone like Mike, who has been part of the big, biggest league in the world, has been tremendous for those kids and, and those guys and the maturity of them and learning different things than just tackling the quarterback. So it's been it's been it's been really good for our defense to have him around and and he's making plays. He has nine or ten sacks this season, so he's he's doing his thing. It's been it's been big for us. Yeah, no, that's huge, and uh, we know Cavante uh, Turpin was over there last year making big time plays. He is now with the Cowboys as their return man. And he, uh, he received a nice paycheck and had he not gone overseas and played in the ELF, the European league of football, maybe, maybe he's still sitting home on the couch. We don't know, but uh, Barcelona versus Vienna this Sunday, two forty-five local time nine eight nine forty five i think uh east coast time so you can get taken the whole game before you get ready for nfl sunday and i saw the nfl also announced this past week or yesterday i can't even keep track patrick the days just keep blending yeah. uh they're gonna do the international combine once again i think it's in london this year 44 players from 13 countries and I think a dozen players from the ELF will be participating in this NFL international combine. What can you tell us about that? Yeah, um, we haven't gotten much information, but I know that the guys are pumped. And this just gives an opportunity to these kids that have been overlooked. And, you know, they're coming, they're not coming from the high school system where you're on huddle, you're getting quality film. These kids are coming from cities where they sometimes don't film their games being played. You know, this is an opportunity for some of these guys to really prove themselves at the level that that we see the NFL level. And and obviously there's a learning curve with everything over here compared to in the States. And but this gives the opportunity for people internationally, like Alejandro Fernandez, who has turned into the best defensive player in the in the league. And he just wasn't given the opportunity three years ago, four years ago to, to go develop in a high school program like IMG or some other one anywhere, anywhere in the States. And so now this is his opportunity to go there, train, and prove what he has on the football field for hopefully an opportunity to – we had it last year with Marcel Dabo, who actually got picked up by the Colts and then I think got released, but is he squad player? I'm not, I'm not quite sure. I haven't followed up. Another guy that just tested out of the waters and was given an opportunity and took advantage of it. So it's been it's, – it's a great thing what the league's doing, partnering with NFL in that sense and and – allowing some of these guys to just showcase their abilities. And I, I'm trying to, I'm trying to really push these kids to, to see the other side and try to go to school and try to go to college and try to try to make an opportunity for themselves there and train the right way. Also get a degree and just, and this is just another opportunity as well. No doubt about it. I saw a couple of Barcelona players there on the list. Wanted to pick your brain on that and uh, tell all the listening audience at home, Where's the best way to watch? What else you want to tell the people before we let you go? And coach, hopefully after uh, the championship, we have you back and we're uh, we can bring the trophy back on the show. I hope. 
hopefully I, that, that'd be that'd be a dream come true uh, we're working hard we're working real hard but um yeah no we're excited uh you could watch it on the european league.football.com it's it's our it's the league website i think the league has done an extremely good job of of promoting it and and showing great streams my family back home in the states are able to watch it. my family in colombia are able to watch it and they're able to see the game perfectly announcers tv stream everything so you could just go on that site and, and find the game it's a good one this is our third matchup against them this year our schedule is kind of added uh added up to where this will be our third game against them so it's a it's a dog fight it's going to be a dog fight it's going to be a great game and hopefully we come out on top buckle up coach we'll be tuned in on sunday 9 a.m eastern time here in the states you'll be uh buckled up across the pond i'm sure yeah. and uh look forward to seeing uh barcelona whoop Whoop, whoop, up on the Vienna Vikings. I said it, not you. Don't worry about it. And uh, like I said, we're looking forward to having you back, and, and maybe we'll have a uh, parade here on the football playbook, Coach. All right. Thanks so much for checking in from across the pond. Tone, are we good? Are you making that transition smooth here? Okay. All right. That's Coach Patrick Wennon. I wanted to pop him up here because, like I said, um, we've had so many people on the show – that people have told me like, yo, Rick, get ahead of the curve. We've got a star in the making. That's Coach Wennon. Uh, same thing turned out to be true uh, about Coach Amanda Ruler, who, oh, by the way, might be checking in tomorrow. But, um, you know, I caught Amanda on an interview. I said, man, we got to put her up. Next thing you know, she's getting phone calls to coach at the Hub, McMaster, Saskatchewan, of course, with the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, I know the chat room will be happy to hear that Kayla Santiago has confirmed for tomorrow. She'll be buckled up, ready to go to talk some Eagles. We might also have uh, the great Ed Kratz checking in tomorrow to talk some more Eagles. Um, we have some Lions beat writers lined up throughout. It's Lions week here on the Jacob Sports Channel. So we've got a bunch of Lions uh, beat writers lined up for you this week. We've got a bunch of Eagles beat writers lined up for you this week and if you're just tuning into the football playbook hour one we kick things off with rick's super bowl prediction i got the eagles flying right out to the desert right into the super bowl and we had chris franklin from the star ledger uh giving us the lowdown as they get ready to take on the lions which i think can be competitive for a half uh detroit's gonna run the ball i think 30 plus times you're gonna see a healthy dose of Jamal Williams, DeAndre Swift. Listen, this Amra St. Brown, good friend of the show, by the way. We'll maybe we'll pop on uh, Amra St. Brown. I got to get him back on the show. Um, he 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 he's a pretty good little player now. And uh, Jamison Williams, who they traded up for, probably going to miss the first part of the season. But Detroit's building for the future. They know they're not a playoff team this year. They're just trying to make progress. And find out, you know, is Jared Goff the guy? I don't think so. Maybe one of these quarterbacks we talked about last, last segment is the guy. But I like what they're doing in terms of putting the pieces around Jared Goff, much like the Eagles have done, to set him up for success. Now, listen, I'm a believer that Jalen Hurts is a better quarterback than Jared Goff. That's just me. Okay? But he does have a running game. Does have a strong offensive line. You know, he's a cool Cali kid. He's pretty smart. I'll give him that. A uh, little bit Hollywood. A little bit. 
just a little bit. Uh, it's funny because, you know, when the Rams were on hard knocks, he was like the key cog, right, with his hot wife and trophy home. And then, like, this hard knocks, you barely even saw Jared Goff, I think, like the third episode until he was like a little blip. Um, and he said, oh, yeah, that's right. Jared Goff is on this team. Like, they, they just buried him in the hard knocks. I don't know if that was just him wanting to take a step back from the limelight or HBO just said, Hey, we've seen this story once before. <laughs> let's, let's focus on some other guys. Uh, but listen, at the end of the day, he's going to make at least one costly mistake, possibly two. That'll be the difference of the game. I think the Eagles take this game. I think they pull out uh, in front in the second half. And of course, uh, Jacob sports will have it all for you on Sunday at the Ocean Casino Resorts in Atlantic City, your home for the Eagles pregame, postgame, the halftime show. I mean, what what more you want out of life? Just stay tuned, Jacob Sports. I know you guys want all the Eagles coverage you can get. Well, hey, you're going to get that around the clock here, kicking off at 7 a.m. with the round the NFC East. Of course, Mac and Mac Birds 365, you know, Jeff Kerr's at 7, the Bird Gang, Mac and Mac at 8 to 10, followed by the Football Playbook 10 to 12. And then you're back to uh, Philly Central with the sports take guys. They took everything Philly over there. And Big Seals, Dan Cilio, the national football show, brings it on home from three to six. So, you know, we will see where it all goes. Shout out to all the chat room people. Did you get me to 100 yet? Smash the like button. Uh, GG Meta, welcome to the show, man. Kayla Santiago will be checking in tomorrow. If you don't know, now you know. Big Daz Deals, Jeremiah our first ever comments here in the chat room. He's a Hall of Fame inductee. NZ, Philly fan. Good to see you, man. Welcome into the chat room. And, uh, hey, all you people out there sitting in silence and violence, make your presence felt, you know, rep your set. Let us know where you're checking in from in the chat room. Where are you calling in from? Where are you, where are you commenting in from? And uh, love to give you a shout-out because that's what it's all about, the people. We're here for the people. Um, later on in the show, we'll bring on speaking – the people's champion will have tone who's behind the stream. We'll pop him on the scene, get his thoughts on lions week. But first I know a lot of you are prepping for your fantasy football draft this week. By the way, I have a fantasy football Rick cheat sheet. Uh, if you want, if you want my personal rankings, I did this like back in July. So it was kind of before the preseason, but if you're interested, hit me up. RIC at NFLDraftBible.com. I'd be happy to send you over my rankings. Of course, NFLDraftBible.com, your home for NFL Draft Prospects 24-7, 365. I think we've got over 400 scouting reports now for the 2023 NFL Draft and beyond. So make sure you check us out, bringing, us you, uh, bringing you the names you need to know first since 2002. It's what we do over at the NFLDraftBible.com. Coming back, Bill Enright, Sports Illustrated, talking football. That's what we do here on the Football Playbook. Real football talk right after this.
greatest fans on earth. It's a bold statement, but would you expect anything less from Philadelphia? 58 years of heartache creates a toughness, a grit, a resolve not found in most. Sure, our prayers were answered, but now that we've had a taste, we're looking for more. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Android TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. The big story on action. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go first! Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. Go first! And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. Welcome to Pond Lee Hockey, the largest workers' compensation law firm in Pennsylvania. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured and disabled workers obtain benefits, as well as some of the biggest settlements in the state. Even better, Pond Lee Hockey doesn't charge a dime until you win. If you've been injured at work, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. at it again rick saratella here on the football playbook you out there buckle up for some fantasy football time now we don't get a chance to do this too much on the football playbook in fact we had zero of it last week but uh, i know this week's a big week for fantasy football drafts if you're like me your leagues are drafting this week i've got one tomorrow night and uh, here to chat with us about it is Sports Illustrated's very own Bill Enright, who drops the Hannah when it comes to fantasy football and wagering over on SI.com. Of course, my fellow Jersey Shore brethren, good to see you on the beach. We ran into each other out of randomness a couple of weeks ago on the beach, Bill. But buckle up. Summer's over. Football season's on the horizon. And uh, welcome into the Football Playbook Show, man. Appreciate the time. Absolutely, Rick. It, it was great seeing you on the beach. I wish we got to hang a little bit more, but we both had kids chasing us around and yes. following us in one way and, and, and the other way. I, I was trying to do some fantasy football research on the beach. Nice, <laughs> relaxing atmosphere. It never works. when you have a, yeah. a six-year-old and a, and a seven-month-old, that, that's not exactly uh, feasible. Well, I know I try to I try to read my Phil Steele magazine all summer long on the beach, but it just doesn't happen with the four year old. So, uh, hey, we, we got it in, though. That's all that counts. And the weather held out because I'm still here at the Jersey Shore. It's raining today. It held out for the Labor Day weekend. Um, and listen, 
it's a big week for fantasy football draft. So I wanted to pop you on here because uh, I need a little bit of help. I can't keep up with so much day to day. You know, I just saw like Alan Lazard might be out now for week one with the Packers. We'll get We'll ask you who the timeshare play is in Green Bay. But uh, first off, we've, we're very heavy on the Philadelphia contingent here. So I want to start off with the Eagles. Uh, I you know, said the Eagles are going to the Super Bowl. I'm a big believer in Jalen Hurts. I think when it comes to fantasy football, he's a top five quarterback. Tell me I'm wrong. No, you're you're 100% right with that. Given his rushing ability, given the fact that they brought in a superstar receiver in A.J. Brown, you got Devonta Smith in his second year, uh, Kenneth Gainwell coaching passes out of the backfield in his second year, and then a great tight end in Dallas Goddard, who I think Outside of fantasy, what Goddard does on the field, he is a top five tight end. Now, he doesn't get the amount of targets or the passing game opportunities, but what he does in terms of blocking and and helping out with that rushing attack as well, certainly talent-wise, Dallas Goddard fits that prototypical what you want from a tight end. I do kind of downgrade him a little bit in fantasy. Not a lot. He's still in my top eight, but I think um, the amount of targets, the amount of opportunities – that Goddard is going to see will be somewhat consistent to make him a TE one in fantasy, but not one of those elite options, right? He's not going to be like a Travis Kelsey, a George Kittle, a Kyle Pitts, who probably will see over a hundred targets this year. Uh, but you brought up Jalen Hurts. My our colleague at Sports Illustrated, Albert Breer, put out a, a raving rave review about him, saying his accuracy improved this offseason, his pocket awareness improved this offseason. And I'm with you. I think he is a top five uh, quarterback in the NFL when it comes to fantasy football because rushing, um, Mm -hmm. the rushing ability that quarterbacks have, you look at Lamar Jackson, you look at Kyler Murray, or you look at a guy like Josh Allen, even Patrick Mahomes, I think is a very underrated rusher as a quarterback. These guys typically perform a lot better because of that rushing prowess compared to pocket passers like a Stafford or Joe Burrow or or even someone like a, a Tom Brady. No, you make a good point. And uh, I mean, yeah, I think he had like 21 touchdown passes last year, but five or six were called back due to penalty or, or, or callbacks. And uh, I think he had 10 rushing touchdowns. So, I mean, I'm putting Jalen in for 35 touchdowns, uh, both passing and rushing this year. But let me ask you this, because a lot of people are kind of curious who, who, what, what trends have you seen Stay with the Eagles here. Devontae Smith or A.J. Brown, which receivers coming off the board first in fantasy drafts? Oh, A.J. Brown's going in the top three rounds, easily as a, as a top 12 wide receiver. And I think that's warranted. I, I There's better value with Devonta Smith, given that he's going much later in drafts. Seventh, eighth, ninth round in, in some wow. formats. Yeah, pretty late, right? And, and this is a guy that, that had a really good rookie season. I think the fantasy players are a little bit worried Okay, well, the Eagles were a very run-heavy team in 2021. They bring in A.J. Brown. What is really going to be left over for a guy like Devonta? So I I love the value of Devonta Smith. I've actually preferred taking him instead of drafting an A.J. Brown in the third round. And that's not to say that A.J. Brown, it's not warranted to take him that early. I just think given the value, given the price, given the return on investment, Smith is is a, a much better option at that price tag. Yeah. It would not surprise me if Devonta Smith leads this team in receiving because of how much attention is going to be paid to AJ Brown. And then you do have to account for Goddard underneath as a red zone weapon. So, Hey, Devonta Smith may have this one-on-one 
coverage opportunity to really take advantage of that. So that's that's fascinating. Uh, we're going to get into some of your fantasy sleepers in just a second. I know uh, the Eagles backfield is kind of a committee approach. Do you kind of shy away from that? Is Miles Sanders the guy? I tend to think Kenneth Gainwell is the best running back on the team. He didn't have a great training camp, but when – when Sanders goes down, it seems like Boston Scott gets elevated to the starter role and Gainwell kind of remains the backup there. How do you make sense of that Eagles backfield when it comes to fantasy? Yeah, it's a little bit of a headache, right? First of all, Miles Sanders comes out and says, uh, don't draft me in your fantasy league because I don't care, <laughs> which, okay, fine. Uh, I don't expect NFL players to care about what fantasy players uh, think of them. But whenever a running back comes out and says, hey, don't draft me, that throws up some warning signs. Um, listen, he had a great yards per carry stat last year, but he just didn't get the volume. And I think when it comes to running backs, you want a back like a Najee Harris that could get close to 400 touches this year. Derrick Henry, same thing. Um, Miles Sanders will probably have half of that, right? Mm. So whenever you do have a back in a committee, you have to downgrade them to a certain level if you're drafting Miles Sanders as your running back three, maybe your flex, fantastic. If you're drafting him as your running back two, I, I, I might be a little bit more worried about that. Um, but I, I'm with you. I do think Kenneth Gainwell in the PPR format might be about a, a few spots behind on my rankings than Miles Sanders and, and costs, um, you know, maybe a, a 10th or 11th pick where, where Sanders is going in, in the sixth or seventh round. So, it's a little bit of a, a, a balance thing with, with the Eagles backfield. And, and you mentioned Boston Scott. I really wouldn't use him unless they're playing the Giants. I think he has like nine <laughs> touchdowns against the Giants in, in four games or something, something crazy like that. So, so to me, I am staying away uh, from the Eagles backfield. I love their passing pack, love Jalen Hurts, uh, love their, their receiving options, including Goddard. But for their running backs, I, I, I am shying away from drafting them. All right, let's get into some guys you like. People are drafting all week long. We got Bill N. right here checking in, sportsillustrated.com, fantasy guru, wagering expert. Uh, what do you got here? Give us some guys we should know for our upcoming draft. Who are some value plays? Who are some guys you like? Yeah, I mean, if I was talking to you about a month ago, I probably would have signaled uh, Damian Pierce, the running back for the Houston Texans, but his ADP has just absolutely skyrocketed since the beginning of the summer. Uh, when I started drafting right around 4th of July weekend, he was going in the 11th, 12th round. Uh, his ADP has jumped up to the 4th or 5th round. I do think there's value in adding him, but not necessarily at that price tag. The draft equity that you need to invest in order to get the rookie for, for Houston, it's just way too expensive now. So I, I have to pivot a little bit, right? Because this, this happens every summer. Um, you draft early, and then all of a sudden um, – the hype starts, the groundswell, if you will, starts coming in. And that's certainly what happened with Damian Pierce. Um, but in terms of other running backs that I like that you can get late, I think Amir Abdullah for the Las Vegas Raiders is going to have a really big role in that passing attack. Um, that that That's a, a, a late, very late round pick, maybe I even like the it. last round, um, okay. which doesn't cost you a lot. It's not going to break the bank. If he doesn't pan out, who cares? But I, I do like Abdullah to have a passing down role. Which makes Raiders sense because look. I'm very, very excited about. Look at how uh, McDaniels used uh, uh, James, James White. White. Yeah, yep. yeah, exactly. I like that, that a lot. I, I'm really big on that, that entire offense as a whole. I think people are 
are down on Hunter Renfro just because they brought in Devontae Adams. I'd make the argument just like you did with A.J. Brown coming in and defenses uh, focusing on him. That's going to free up Devonta Smith. I think the same thing is going to happen to Hunter Renfro. And if you're in a PPR league, I can certainly see him getting 90 catches this year for 1,100 yards. Maybe he finds the end zone seven to nine times. I'm really excited about this Raiders offense. I have a lot of player props, season-long player props for the Raiders offense. Um, and I have a lot of the Raiders on my fantasy team as well. Uh, I mentioned Adula. I mentioned Hunter Renfro. If you want to punt on tight end and not take one until the very, very last round, I would maybe take a shot at Hayden Hurst for the Cincinnati Bengals. He's not being drafted in the top 20 at the position. We saw what C.J. Uzuma did for that team last year. He was a pretty consistent tight end for them, especially when it comes to fantasy football. Broke off a couple big runs and, and got into the end zone. Think about that passing attack. They got Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, Joe Mixon out of the backfield. Hayden Hurst is going to have plenty of very uh, advantageous matchups with some of the linebackers or, or, or strong safeties that might have to uh, cover him a little bit. And Joe Burrow has shown a proclivity to target his tight end. So if, if you negate, if you neglect the tight end position on your fantasy draft, Hayden Hurst, again, not going to break the bank. He won't cost you anything if you have to cut him after two weeks. But I, he could creep up into that top 15, top 12 area. Yeah, if you don't get one of those top tight ends, why not? That's worth a flyer. Anytime I can get me a piece of that Joe Burrow timeshare, who, oh, by the way, I picked the Eagles for the Super Bowl. Bengals are my AFC pick, and I think Burrow's in for a monster season. So anytime I can get a timeshare of that, uh, yeah. especially in the late round, you're saying you, you could possibly get him in the last round of your draft. Why not? Worth a roll of the dice. Let me ask you this, because anytime I can get a slice of that Aaron Rodgers timeshare, I, I, I want a piece of that pie too. But yep. It's kind of a question mark. Lazard, I don't know what his status is, but there's really no clear-cut wide receiver number one in Green Bay. I mean, is this a avoid at all costs, or is there someone here that you like in, in with, with the Packers? It's interesting with Lazard because at the beginning of the summer, Aaron Rodgers came out saying, hey, it's Alan Lazard's time. He, he's been a grinder for the first couple years of his career. Devontae Adams is now gone. It's Lazard's time uh, to take over that spotlight. And I think the hype almost got out of control for him, similar to Damian Pierce. Alan Lazard was going very early in drafts, fifth, sixth round. He's fallen off a little bit, given what uh, Matt LaFleur said just last week, signaling that the wide receivers, Rodgers is going to pass the ball around. He's going to spread it around to a lot of the different options. There might not be that elite wide receiver one that we, we'd expect to get um, or that we've seen uh, with Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams over the year. I don't think that's a bad thing. I don't expect Alan Lazard to become Devontae Adams uh, overnight. I do think Lazard ends up leading the team in receptions, receiving yards, and receiving touchdowns. Um, but I do think that both running backs, A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones, are going to have a much bigger role in that passing game as well. We'll see what happens with the two rookies, Romeo Dobbs and Christian Watson. Watson really missed a lot of training camp with a knee injury. Um, their tight end is also coming back uh, from, from uh, I believe it was an ACL uh, rehabilitation uh, this offseason. So Rodgers will still get his stats. He just might be spreading it around a little bit. But I do think Alan Lazard, if you have to take one, he's the one to take. All right, there you have it. He's Bill Enright. Make sure you go follow him at Bill Enright. Of course, SI.com, Bill. 
I know you got to go. You've got a hard out here. Any parting shots, last second advice, anything else you want to get off your chest? Uh, I would bank on the Colts win total, the Raiders win total. And if you want to take a flyer, NFC East champions, Philadelphia Eagles, I got them at plus 250 uh, earlier in the spring, right around the NFL draft. Then they made that big uh, trade for A.J. Brown. I think they're at maybe plus 175. No team has repeated the NFC East champions division title, uh, I believe, for the last five years. So throw out the commanders, throw out the Giants. It's going to come down to the Eagles and the Cowboys. And I think given the fact that, hey, the Eagles were just as good at the end of the last season as the Dallas Cowboys were, I'd throw some money down on the Eagles being NFC East champions. You get a nice return on your investment. Right now on SI Sportsbook, they're plus 185. I love it. I told you I was conducting the train here on the Jacob Sports Channel. I got Bill on board. He's riding shotgun with me. We're riding this bad boy into Arizona. Hey, it's Rick Saratella, the football playbook, Bill Enright. We're going to take a quick commercial break. We're going to come back and uh, close out the show. Hit that like button right after this. greatest fans on earth it's a bold statement but would you expect anything less from philadelphia 58 years of heartache creates a toughness a grit a resolve not found in most sure our prayers were answered but now that we've had a taste we're looking for more pondley hockey official partner of the philadelphia eagles Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Android TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. The big story on action. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go first! Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. Go first! And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. Welcome to Pond Lee Hockey, the largest workers' compensation law firm in Pennsylvania. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured and disabled workers obtain benefits, as well as some of the biggest settlements in the state. Even better, Pond Lee Hockey doesn't charge a dime until you win. If you've been injured at work, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. 
Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Bringing it on home, uh, week two of the football playbook here with you. RIC in the place to be, Rick Saratella, telling like it is when it comes to the NFL draft and everything football since 2002. It's what we do, our 21st season of coverage over on the NFLDraftBible.com on Sports Illustrated. You just saw Bill Enright, part of our Sports Illustrated familia, and uh, wanted to get that spot in there for you guys. It looked like... You guys were uh, enjoying it. So uh, you guys got a chat room draft going on. It looks like some some of you guys in the chat room are in a league. So that'll be fun to see who who brings that title home. I got to go with Jeremiah since he's the first one to ever comment here on the football playbook. So my money's on JB. Uh, but big shout out to all the ch- chat room people. Showtime, GG Meta, uh, all my chat room people, all you listeners out there. On the Jacob Sports Channel, please smash the like button. I heard a rumor we went over 100. I saw one somebody say we need 40 more likes in 40 minutes, and somebody said we went over to 100 like barriers. So whatever the case it is, appreciate all the love and support. Of course, it's all brought to you by Ocean Casino and Resorts, your home for the Atlantic City Jazz Festival on September 17th. Of course, your home for the Eagles pre and post game here on Jacob Sports and. Uh, might have some more news coming out of the ocean casino and hmm, could involve the football playbook. Just saying, stay tuned for that. Stay tuned here at 12 o'clock, top of the hour. We got the sports take guys with you here, taking you to Dan Cilio from three to six Jacob sports. It's where it's at, man. Home of the best Eagles pre and post game on the planet. Home of Eagles talk kicking off at 7. AM with the NFC East. Uh, show Jeff Kerr there, Mac and Mac, Birds 365 from 8 to 10, leading into the football playbook from 10 to 12 here. Uh, we've had a great show. Big shout out to Chris Franklin from the Star Ledger, Patrick Wennon from the European League of Football, Barcelona Dragons. Uh, we just had Bill Enright from Sports Illustrated. Tomorrow we'll have some usual suspects waiting to hear back from Eddie Kratz. Uh, Kayla Santiago is confirmed. Check in with Amanda Ruler, see if she's around uh, with her coaching schedule. So we'll have a lot more on deck for you tomorrow. But this is part six of the football playbook here on September 6th, 2022. If you're just tuning in, I my big Eagle Super Bowl prediction. Billy is on board. He said, hey, hammer it home. Take the over on the win total. Take them to win the division. You can get great odds. And um, the Bengals, too, by the way, people are disrespecting the Bengals. They're another team with nine and a half over under win total. I mean, this team went to the Super Bowl. I have them getting back to the big dance. Uh, 50 will bring it back. A Gino, you can thank me later for the Bengals going to the Super Bowl. Um, We talked some college football. Went around the league there. NFL news and notes. Little Jalen Hurts, our good friend Albert Breer. If you didn't see his uh, article yesterday on the Monday morning quarterback, really great in-depth, 
detail on Jalen Hurts' offseason regimen, how he's kind of taken a step back from lifting heavyweights and is working smarter, not harder, improved his uh, flexibility, his movement. Uh, this training camp, his anticipation is the big storyline about how he's developed this anticipation. And with that has come a renowned, renewed uh, confidence. And it's going to take the Eagles a far away, all the way to Arizona in the desert uh, for Super Bowl. It is a Super Bowl 57. And how about Bob Wiley last week with that nugget out of 56 Super Bowls, 48 of the 56 quarterbacks, winning quarterbacks, uh, were Canton inductees or soon to be Canton inductees. So you need a Hall of Fame quarterback. Does that mean Jalen Hurts can do it? Ah, let's pop on our guy Tone behind the stream, sometimes on the scene, checking in from that ocean casino. He's not in the suite today, folks. He's outside <laughs> hanging with me at the Ocean Casino Resorts in Atlantic City, checking in our guy Tone here, man. Uh, what, what do you make of the show so far today? Uh, great show, man. Great show for sure. Uh, you know, the moment you said, you know, you, you came out hot. I'll tell you right now, you came, <laughs> you came out hot. And uh, saying the Eagles are Super Bowl contenders, saying they're going to get to the big dance, that's lofty praise. And, you know, I want to jump on that bandwagon. Don't get me wrong. I am I am an Eagles fan, like born and raised, and I do not shy away from it. But, you know, this Eagles team, you know, I'm, I'm going to play the devil advocate side of it. They yeah, have, tell me why not. Tell me why they, not. They have a lot to lock in on. They have a lot to improve on. Um it's, it's it's more than just the talent, right? It has to work together. You know, so far the pieces appear to fit. And um, I'm looking forward to great things from this roster. You know, don't get me wrong, but this is a very young roster at that. I was actually um, over the weekend looking at the Eagles roster and on the offensive side of the ball, they only have two players over the age of 30. Uh, on the defense side of the ball, I think they only had maybe two or three guys over the age of 30. The starting 11, there's only about five guys over the age of 30. Everyone else is 27 or younger. So this is a really, really young roster. And I think what's going to really be important for them, they're going to have to learn how to win together. That's what's going to be the, the calling card for those guys. But what's important and what I think a lot of people don't really talk about is they love they, people love to talk about how bad Jalen Hurts looked in that playoff game against the Buccaneers. I think that was the best lesson he could have got. I don't think I don't think there's any other classroom that you can you know learn more about the game of football in than that game. You know he 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 learned the harder way. You know what I mean. <laughs> and um, sometimes you gotta you gotta you gotta fall hard before you can get up, man. Well, you know I listen the the uh, the youth movement doesn't really. I mean that's why you got guys who are long in the tooth like Elaine Johnson, like a Jason Kelsey, but. I mean, we talked about it at the top of the show, like almost half the league has a quarterback under the age of 25. Like it's a young man's game. Right. And if you're in your thirties in the NFL, you're a freaking ancient dinosaur. I mean, how many position players outside of the quarterback are playing in the NFL now into their thirties? I mean, you've really got to be a, a, an all pro type of talent and that's just the way the league is trending. And I think it's trending like that all the way around from the executive front office down to the head coaching and coaching staff and into the players. Like, especially when you're paying all these top dollar quarterbacks, I heard them talking on Mac and Mac, like you just can't afford the luxury of signing a guy like Jason Peters, who's over the hill, but it's going to command some money because he's got a resume, right? Like Eric Fisher's out there on the open market 
Believe it or not, Eric Fisher, from my understanding, has turned down nine contract offers already. I mean, nine contract offers Eric Fisher has turned down. This is a guy that was playing at a very high level not too long ago, but you know, it's gonna cost some money to sign a guy like Eric Fisher because he he is long in the tooth. He is a veteran offensive lineman, and those guys don't grow on trees. So yeah. um, no, I hear you. I mean, it's a lot of new parts. I think the defense is where you've got to kind of find the meshing point. And you know, you talk about all three levels, Jordan Davis up front. Kaiser White, Hassan Reddick in the second level, Bradbury and now Gardner Johnson in the back end. Like there's a lot of new starters. And but it's promising. There. You know, I you know, I yeah. definitely don't want to send a raw message, right? It, it's promising. It's it's so promising. Like the Philadelphia Eagles are probably one of the the hottest teams right now, just in terms of their youth movement, how much talent they have on both sides of the ball. And you know, the fact that so far the pieces just seem to fit. And you have a lot of personality on that defense. You got BG, you got Darius Slay, you got um, CJ Garner-Johnson. You know, those guys are going to be your – those guys are going to be the engine to that offense, right? And the good thing is they're on all three levels. You know, you have BG on the defensive line. You got uh, Darius Slay uh, at, the, at the cornerback position. You got CJ Garner-Johnson, who's going to be that safety that's going to also be able to play in the box. So you could, so you have personality on many levels of that defense. You have guys who play the game with a fire, to play a game with a certain juice, and I think that's going to really help to get this team over the hump. Um, I believe to get you know as far as as the Super Bowl, you got to have more than just talent. You got to have more than just chemistry. You got to have a certain swagger as well. You got to you, you have to play with a certain a certain feel, a certain identity that, that teams have to respect and they have to come correct. Because if you come into Philadelphia thinking that you're going to come across that middle with guys like Kaiser White or T.J. Edwards across or uh, N'Kobe Dean whenever he gets snaps or if you think you're going to run up the middle on Jordan Davis or if you think you're going to throw the ball deep on Darius Slay or on Marcus Epps, a guy who's still trying to prove himself in his league, a guy who plays very physical. This is a very this is a very physical defense. I think, I think you know, as much as we love to talk about the offense side of the ball, like you said, this defense is really where it's at. And I'm going to be paying so, so much attention to it because – you have, again, you have a lot of moving parts. You have a lot of new guys. And I'm curious to see how Jonathan Gannon has these pieces mesh. You know, the pressure is really on him. People talk about Hurts. The pressure is really on Gannon to get this job done, in my opinion. Let the record state, everybody. Rick Saratella is, as far as I've seen and heard on the Jacob Sports Channel, the only host on this freaking network that's got the Eagles going to the Super Let the record show. Wait. September 6th, 2022. Save this video for the archives, Tone. I'm I got you. Only, I got you. The <laughs> only host picking the Eagles to freaking go to Arizona. Why not? Why it's not? It's not the, that blasphemous. The game, I mean, the game is won in the trenches, right? Mm -hmm. They got great offensive and defensive line. The game is won with a good defense. And running attack, I saw Johnny Mack put out the stat. Defense and running the ball still wins championships. And everybody's out here questioning Jalen Hurts except me. Jalen Hurts can get the job done. So let the record show. Your boy is on track. Do you want to get on the wagon? Do you want to get on board hey, the listen. train? Hey, listen. Want, I'm conducting the train. Bill Enright's on board, Tone. Are you are you hopping on board the train? <laughs> Hey, listen, does that train make round trips? Because uh, I might have to get No, it's sticker. a one-way. It's a one-way to Arizona. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You know what? I'm going to be honest with you. The way the NFC is set up, um, it's not that – I mean, uh, it's top-heavy, right? You have the Rams. You have the Buccaneers. I have questions about the Buccaneers, actually. Um, oh, yeah. And, and then as far as the – 
And as far as the Rams go, I mean, let's be honest, it's hard to repeat in this league. Um, so and, and then to put the Packers, I just don't trust Aaron Rodgers in the big games for some reason. I don't know what it is. For somebody so talented, he seems to become something else, you know, when it matters most. So if you're being totally honest, and if I'm being totally honest, like I don't think it's a I don't think it's blasphemous to say the Eagles can be competitive and make a Super Bowl run. I I don't think it's blasphemous at all. Um, you know, I'll be going out on the I'll be going out on a limb saying they can win it all though. Um, so I think as far as I'll go, I think I'll, the furthest I go is to have them make it into the NFC championship and anything after that is, you know, a blessing. Well, we shall see. Uh, we got tone behind the scenes here. There's a reason why you're not a big believer in Aaron Rodgers because after that great, great season last year, oh, they were one and done. They lost to the 49ers the year before. Oh, great regular season. Yeah. They ran into the, uh, Tom Brady vehicle and ran, you know, got run over there. I'll be uh, honest. I don't think Matt LaFleur is really that. I don't think Matt LaFleur is really that impressive. I'm sorry. Like when you, you know, when you inherit Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams and that running game and that offense, like I, I have a hard time because let's, let's, let's be honest. Right. And, you know, I don't want to monopolize your show. Right. This is my, this is my perspective. When you get in, when you get deeper into the playoffs, it's not about talent anymore. It's about your brain. It's about can you outsmart the guy in front of you? Can you outwit the guy in front of you? Can you outwill the guy in front of you? And Matt LaFleur has time and time again not shown that he can outcoach the other coach on the opposite sideline. He just he hasn't. It, it's too consistent. Too often he's been the number one seed, and they have not been able to do anything with it. I know Aaron Rodgers hasn't played up to his potential as well. But, again, it's never about talent when you get deep into the playoffs. It's about whether your coach can outcoach the guy across from him. And time and time again, Matt LaFour has been unable has been unable to do that. No doubt about it. Tone the Shields, Rick Saratella, winding it down and bringing it home. All right, let's get you on record then. Who is your AFC selection for the Super Bowl then? Ooh, that is a good question. My AFC selection. If I'm being totally honest, man. I got to go. With, I, I got I, I, I got to go with the Bills because the Bills have the Bills have come a long way. You think about the year prior. You think about last year. They made it to the divisional round. They lost to the Kansas City Chiefs the way they lost. They had that game in the bag. They blew it. The coaches blew it. They had that game in the bag. So that's that. The year prior, I think they made it to the AFC championship, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and then the year before that, you know, I think I think they were another, you know, one and done. So. Overall, the Bills have been the Bills have been to every point in this playoffs. They they get it now, in my humble opinion. I really believe the Bills get it now, and I believe they've come very close to cracking the Patrick Mahomes safe. And this is the year to do it. I don't think if they don't if the Bills don't get there this year, I don't think they get there probably in the next couple because the uh, the uh, the Bengals are coming. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Um, the Denver this is Broncos, the year. They're, they're coming. This has to be the year. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be honest. And this is the perfect year to catch the Chiefs slipping. You know, you know their division is jam-packed. It's going to be a gauntlet. Who knows if they can make it out of that division unscathed. This is the opportunity. The Bills have the best role. Their division sucks, if you ask me. Um, and I just think this is the time. Just This is Josh Allen's time to do it. You know, Stephon Diggs. You know, they fortified that roster. You know, this this is the time. No, it's now or never for Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills. If they don't get it done this year, I don't think they ever will. And 
I thought it was funny. I saw Cole Beasley make a uh, Twitter cameo. He's like, bro, some of these rejects around the league, like what a joke. I'm still on. I'm still unemployed. Give me a break. He said. Um, so I heard he's, know. I heard he's gotten a couple offers though. He's just not taking them. I don't know. Maybe you heard different than me. He's taken a Twitter publicly basically saying he's been blackballed. So I don't know. Yeah, what because the story is. He, he on the thread, because, you know, I, I saw that thread that you were talking about as well. Um, Someone commented and then he asked somebody asked honest question. How many offers did you get? He said, I got one. So okay. he, he, he got one offer. Now, is it the offer he wants? Probably not. Probably the Jets. i'm good i'm good bro i'll sit home and make my rap music videos you know cole beasley has a rap album right are you are you serious bro go go google go youtube cole beasley (laughs) rap video you want to laugh today we'll end the show on a laugher go watch cole beasley's rap video on youtube he's got a freaking rap video okay i didn't know he was a lyricist Cole Beasley, but uh, he doesn't mince his words, that's for sure. And uh, we keep it real here on the Football Playbook. Hey, your only host on the Jacob Sports Channel to predict the Eagles in the Super Bowl. Show your boys some love. Uh, we got the Sports Take guys coming up. They can stay right here, Tone, right? They don't even have to click over. We're going to automatically. Yeah, and let me clarify some things about that as well, really quickly, you guys. On YouTube, you have the setting or you have the option of allowing videos to continue to play after the previous video ends. If you have that, if you have that setup, whereas though your video just ends and doesn't go to the next video, then you won't be able to go to the next live stream. And the only way it can work is if you have it set up, whereas though you allow the video to continue to play and go into the next video. There's a setting for that. But we have it set up on our end that whenever our live stream ends, it goes into the next show. So make sure your personal settings are set up that way because me personally, I don't like videos to play after I finish one. I like to be able to select my own video. That's my own preference. But if you guys want to continue to allow this Jacob Sports train to roll, you have to make sure your settings are set up in a, in a way where your current video can transition into the next video and you have that option. So make sure you guys are locked in on that. The Sports Takes guys are coming up next at 12. Make sure you guys lock in. Yeah, make sure you get that autoplay turned on. It's football season. The autoplay, Jacob exactly. Sports, baby. We're going to be here buckled up, 17 weeks to go, plus the playoff run all the way, taking you up to February out in the desert. I said it, Rick Saratella. We'll be back at it again tomorrow. We'll try to do better. Hey, keep it locked. Sports take guys on deck. We'll see you tomorrow, everybody.